0: Ladies and gentlemen, here we are at Drillich Combat Academy with the eternal MMA flyweight champion, Anthony Drillich. Welcome. Thank you for having me. Now, third time lucky, mate. First time, a uh, couple months ago, I've got to press record on the camera. Uh, <laughs> second time was a week ago, uh, and hence what brings us to our third time meeting is because uh, last week, we were here to talk about, I mean, your original opponent, Jake Hell, uh, allegedly, this is on his social media, didn't even sign the contract, so that fight matchup never happened or there was there was some issues there we then got you your replacement the great guys at Eternal uh, found uh, Colton Kibasa, who I think is an American from Thailand he was going to come down a bit of a visa issue we talked last week and it was looking like a fight wasn't going to happen yep. but we officially now have Satura Amoto, a Japanese uh, practitioner that has fought in Pancrase. do you know much about your opponent?
1: Um, only from what I can find footage wise uh, I know that he's won in Pancras as a champion i believe i think he's had all these fights from that promotion that's as far as i know i think what is he eight and four it's something crazy like that uh now, Eternal MMA
0: 83, March 16th, uh, is when this is happening. You were originally slated for Feb 10th, Eternal MMA 82. Uh, was the date your
1: suggestion, was it theirs? I was theirs, obviously. So you were ready to go Feb 10th? I was ready to go, yeah. I was waiting, like, obviously, um, for that last opponent coming out of Japan to um, obviously say yes. And Was that the opponent? Not that guy. It was another guy. So this is the, technically, like, your fourth opponent. Pardon? Yes.
0: Yeah. I <laughs> know. <On> our- <laughs> Not any bit of you that goes. I don't know, man. Maybe I should know a little bit more about my opponents before I say yes. Or do you just really trust? I mean, you're working with Scrap MMA and Ben Vickers a lot. Do you just go Ben? It's yes to everyone.
1: Yeah, pretty much. Like, obviously, it goes through Ben um, first, and then if he's like, "Hey, you're gonna fight this guy," I'm, I'm like, "Okay, sweet." Pretty much majority of the time, like, it isn't really. Yeah, it hasn't been a time where I'm like, oh, "Who's that?" Or so. Did you watch footage of your previous? Japanese opponent then? Yeah, I've got the name and I think like the night over the, the next day we, we searched them up and we're like sweet, that's cool let's do this then obviously he didn't, he pulled out for whatever reason now we're on to the fourth guy. Now in terms of uh, international
0: opponents of course there's always always a worry of you know the visas and everything like that is there any concern heading into March 16th that this might not be the opponent?
1: I hope not like, I hope this is it, you know I think well my streak is like five pullouts in a row so I'm on my fourth now and oh, yeah. from the looks of it he's all confirmed and sweet so yeah. Jeez, that was better than when I was single now <laughs> when it comes to working
0: with scrappy MMA I mean how much is I mean we're at the, your beautiful new gym uh, how much is done
1: here and how much is done at scrappy yeah. so every morning I'm scrappy every afternoon I'm pretty much here unless if we change it up you know obviously drink camp. but yeah every morning' I'm scrappy every afternoon yeah. Is it coaching here or is it like you still like track both um, when it's coming into camp or getting you know how many months out then I'll be just training my brother will take over the coaching and uh, I mean your brother has been
0: around for, for a long time really helping your career how instrumental is he with with training camps
1: almost everything yeah. sums sums it up real quick he does he does a lot for me
0: he seems like really like and and please don't punch me but he seems like the brains
1: (laughs) yeah obviously i'll leave it to him he's on on all the time he's almost like your manager sometimes yeah i guess so yeah he's my brother he's my manager he's my coach he's my dad (laughs) so yeah
0: (laughs) now uh I mean, you now know your, your new opponent is, what's the game plan? I mean, does it change with opponents when you're going into eternal MMA 83, or is it just you're going to do what Anthony does? Obviously, we study every opponent we have. Um, is that, sorry, is that you and Brandon study, or is it you and Ben Vickers? Like, all who, us. Every, so you, all you, of us. So yeah. you all study it going in, every single
1: opponent? Mm-hmm. Ben, I think Ben knows who they are. He looks them up. He goes, all right, this is what we should do for this guy. And then we watch and we go, yeah, we completely agree and then we'll go from there. Change up a bit what needs to be changed or what needs to be improved, then we go from there. What's it
0: like training at Scrappy MMA with so many eternal MMA champions? I mean, you even had John Martin Fraser pop down, the eternal MMA middleweight champion. What's it like Jack Della, obviously UFC-ranked fighter? What does it feel like to to get down and and mix it up with such talent? That's good.
1: Obviously, being there, not every day you're going to be the hammer, of course you're going to be the nail. So, that's good. Obviously, at this point, like you know, it's not just it's not ego. It's like if I'm getting beaten up, I know I'm in the right place. You know, I'm I'm getting pushed in. I've got to I've got to stay onto it. So going down there every morning, you know, you you have to physically and mentally work. Is there ever a bit though where? like, at some gyms, they might focus on,
0: on, on their main guy and sort of tailor the, the training camp around them, where at Scrappy, there's so many good guys that are always in camp. You kind of, not just a number, but you're kind of, you all helping each other out. Is there any bit of you that goes, oh, man, I wish, I wish we'd focus on just me for these couple of weeks?
1: No, like, obviously, you know, most of these events or fights, there will be, like, at least a couple of us fighting at that time or that month. So more of the focus is going to get put on us guys, you know, whether it be me and Jack or whoever it may be, he'll be, um, yeah. And if it's obviously just one person that month, then like, right, you need to go with this, you need to do that, but yeah.
0: I mean, you mentioned Jack Della, and and there's a, a, an almost viral photo going around of when you both weighed, like, collectively, like, 200 kilos, and now one of you is at weld weight and the other one's at flyweight. What's it like seeing a photo
1: like that? Damn, I've lost some weight, eh? Because you were your heaviest, was it 90? Something, yeah. Yeah. I can't remember exactly. But I was in the 90s at one stage. And what are you now? Like low 60s. So yeah, and I get to 57. So, so you Because you fought as high as featherweight, haven't you? Yeah, I fought. Yeah, I think the heaviest weight I fought was at 77. Yeah, 77. Then I was broken way down from there. And how do you feel now at flyweight? Yeah, I feel good. Is it the best you've ever felt? Like, you know, obviously I lost the weight over time, and I fought in different. Like, I worked my way down the brackets of fighting, so it's not just like I started at 77. For then, and they just made this big drop in fought fly flyweight, you know. So, I've got to work with my body, my body's starting to, you know, respond well. So, yeah, I can't complain. Do you have uh, crazy confidence with the amount of knockout power
0: that you have? I mean, you've knocked out guys at, you know, featherweight, bantamweight, and now you're at
1: flyweight. Do you just have an unbelievable belief in your ability to put people to sleep? I definitely have a belief, obviously, yeah, putting dudes out. I've been doing this my whole life, so, you know, whatever comes, you know, I'm sure. I can figure out a way to win. Um, I don't have, I wouldn't say I'm like Mr. Confidence. I'm just going to walk in there and knock people out all the time. Like, I wish I was true. And if it was, I would do that. But yeah, I just go in there, stick to the game plan, you know, obviously stay confident and do my thing. Now, um, I'm going to talk to you about
0: your, your last title fight against uh, Frank Jankowski. Now, an absolutely amazing display. I mean, I even said it with Callum Potter when breaking it down. I thought like Frank might be the one to initiate the grappling and maybe you put, you put Frank out if, if you win, but... You're the one that completely outclassed. Um, I've got to talk to you about the uh, the noise we heard online about something to do with uh, he injured his fractured spine. Um, were you aware of that? I mean, his team, at some point, some of them were claiming that maybe some inadvertent knees
1: hit the spine. Were you aware of this? I got told about it, I think, uh, about a week after my fight. Um, yeah, I was like, oh shit, you know, I didn't realise what's, what's happened. Like, obviously, from when I fought I didn't recall any time where I knee him in the spine so as I do I go back and watch the re- rewind of it and um, like I didn't see any so-called illegal knees like I didn't intentionally try to knee him in the spine or anything like that um, from what I can see so I have I've obviously need him in the hip or something or in the ribs and something's happened there
0: yeah I mean I watched it back as well and I didn't see anything as well but I mean in situations like that what do you do do you just kind of leave it at that do you, do you reach out to them at all because I mean fans of fighters are always very vocal as they probably will be in the comments they uh, love to kind of have their guys back almost to a detriment at times but do
1: you does that force you to reach out at all or you just you leave that uh, it depends on the circumstance like I've seen I've seen Frank straight off the fire, I saw outside. you know fights are done are and the place is closing up and yeah we're all good and, you, know, uh, you know awesome fight that kind of stuff you know chit chat and we're both all good you know we keep it professional and we are professionals so yeah like from what I've spoke to him that night I didn't see anything serious you know like it wasn't like he was coming out in a stretch or anything like that It seemed pretty normal to me um, but yeah then a week later I got told and I was like ah, you know this is fighting and obviously I'm not trying to be there and be that dirty guy I just tries to aim for people's spines you know but like if that has happened it's happened like yeah nothing I can do about
0: it and uh, I've got to ask you about the big news, of course, uh, the former hex bantamweight champion, Sean Gauci, uh, vacating the belt, dropping it down to flyweight. Now, he has said previously in the past, bar making the UFC, he really wants to fight Anthony Drillich and Stuart Nickel. Now, what are your thoughts on Sean Gauci?
1: Oh, Sean Gauci? Um, I think we originally meant to fight a while ago. I can't remember the day, maybe like a year or two ago. Then he had to pull out of injury. <laughs> then, yeah, so whatever like that was in the past for me I'm just moving forward you know I just get lined up with the fights and I say yes to them the best flyweight in Australia oh yeah and no. well, I believe so you know? you know try to keep it that way
0: now uh, what can we expect uh, heading over to the Gold Coast I mean you like we said we were you were gonna get to fight in front of your friends and family in Perth you now gotta travel all the way over to the Gold Coast Do you like that
1: better or would you rather be at home I think hometown fighting is always nice you know it's only up the road for me you know yeah. head up the road fight it, head back and then you're home. So it's always nice of that. But I've got family um, over east, so it's all right. Yeah. Just get down there, do my business, then fly back. And uh, I mean, your career's been real up and down. I've mean, been thinking you've been around for,
0: you know, your professional records exceeded like 10 years and, uh, and whatnot. Like, how does it feel to be a champion of, of a promotion that is of the level of a MMA? I mean, you, you grew up going to some of those shows, you know, you've cornered guys and whatnot. Like, what does it feel like to
1: wear that belt? Uh, That's definitely a good feeling. about it too much, you know what I mean? Like, for me, you know, I just train, I fight, and I just keep working my way up. So, for me, I think it was only a matter of time. Um, but yeah, obviously, I've done this whole, I've done martial arts my whole life, I've fought for years, you know. And when you fight, you obviously want to be the best, or at least try to make it to the top of whatever you're trying to do. So, I've got the belt, sweet. On to the next, you know.
0: So, here's my rattle the cage question. Um, in Perth, I would can only assume that, you know, every Everyone here, I mean, behind us, so they, all, they all come, they watch, assuming you get commissions for tickets, when you fight in Gold Coast, does it annoy you that you might not get commissions for tickets? Or as many people
1: that come through the door? it uh, don't bother me one bit. Like, obviously, fighting here, like, a love of them, like, all my friends and family come down, but, hey, whatever, you know, I'll go down there, so I'm only going to be there for, what, max of 25 minutes, put this guy out, win, get my arm raised. It's a question for Brandon anyway, so. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> me, I don't care. It's just like, let's fight. That's all I might worry you know, about is just putting this guy out. No, you really have always been a, a fighter's
0: fighter, and, and uh, every promoter has always talked about how, how game you are and that you will fight anyone, anywhere, anytime. But yeah, as we wrap this up, Eternal MMA, 83, March 16th, if you're tuning in on UFC Fight Pass or perhaps you want to get tickets, www.ternallemma.com, what can people expect? What is the prediction going in? I'm
1: going to get my arm raised and he's going to be on the ground out or knocked out. I love
0: it, mate. Best of luck. (laughs) Cheers.